This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by our good friends at Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association. You can find them online at hedua.com. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 77 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Surviving the Holidays Spread Too Thin. Yeah, like peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, like peanut butter. You know, this is the third part in our series on Surviving the Holidays. We've talked about financial strain, we have talked about family feuds, and now this one being spread too thin. But before we get to this week's show, Kendra, it is fall. Do you know what that means? Um, football? It means jazz apples. Oh, right, right, right. Jazz. So I got my first bag of jazz apples this week. And remember, apples don't stay the same year after year. I know. That's sad for they, you. Genetically, they decrease in quality. But this one, they're still crisp. They're still super yummy. They're sweet. They're not necessarily tart. And uh, I'm super excited to have it. Woohoo! Um, For now, because yeah. if they're genetically going to become worse in the next yeah. couple of years, man, yeah. you're going to have to find a new apple. So, listeners, if there's one you want me to try, let me know. I'll eat it right up. I'm a huge apple fan. It's good apples. I mean, I loved Fuji's when they came out. They've probably gotten worse over the years. Pink ladies, they're just kind of getting so-so, but these jazz apples are phenomenal. I'm not part of the jazz apple family, but if there was a jazz apple <laughs> coalition and they wanted family. to... Well, I don't know if they wanted to follow us. Um, also, a little bad news, and that's um, last night we had reports out of Paris that it had been attacked by terrorism, and uh, that means a lot to us because, well, Kent, what's, what's, how does this affect our family? Yeah, well, if you listened back on episode eight about homeschooling with uh, exchange students, we interviewed a young woman who was our very first exchange student from France. We've had, I think, five over the years. Uh, Marion Batty, and she messaged us yesterday saying, I'm fine, I'm okay. Uh, she had spent the night with her brother, was kind of hunkering down with him in his apartment. That was the first I'd heard of it. Um, yeah. I didn't know. I was driving with a child coming home from something, and um, I said, what? And we turned on the news, and this is just devastating. Obviously, we know, you know, I've heard people say, you know, oh, I can't believe our world. Well, we know As what's believers, going on. We yeah, know what's we know going what's on. The story. Um, we've had this just 30 minutes away at the UC campus near our home last week. Stabbing, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been tied to uh, these affairs. So, folks, where's our hope? I think that's what we, we come back to in something like this is saying, you know what? Our hope isn't in our government. Our hope isn't in enclosed borders. Our hope isn't in what the news is telling us or not telling us. But it's sobering, isn't it? And we really need to be praying. Yeah, it is. And I know on this this morning on our private family Facebook page, I posted a map of Paris and I said, hey, here's where the attacks took place. Here's where Marion's apartment is. It was square in the middle. So, oh, yeah. you know, we are more than ever um, really praying for this city, praying for the people, because 
you don't have that kind of tragedy happen and not have it affect people you know. You know, much like 9-11, um, if you lived in New York City, it affected you. Right. You knew people. You may not know of people who died directly, yeah. but it affected everyone. It affected the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, just feels, you know, so much like that again for me. Um, so, you know, at Homeschooling in Real Life, we do stand with Paris and we are praying for them and praying for the people there. Um and just for peace in general. I mean, that is what the Advent season is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And, you know, this idea that um, he came to bring peace. Uh, we're still praying and asking for that. Um, so as we transition from that to tonight's topic, surviving the holidays spread too thin. You have really responded, listeners. You love the financial screen one. You loved uh, when we had Cheryl on last night talking about family feuds. Um, we've had a lot of great feedback. Our community of listeners, and we've asked you to go to homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe and become part of our community. The, com- the community is just um, every day people are joining. Yeah, it's great. And it's so fun to have this uh, group of folks, these hurlers uh, that are getting behind the scene content. And so we're going to be talking about being spread too thin tonight. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's take a break. Let's get some hot drinks, and we'll be right back to get started. Hey, Kenj. Yes. Uh, holidays can be stressful. Very stressful. And flesh. so these episodes are on surviving the holidays. Um, how important is organization to you during the holidays? Well, um, organization for me for the holidays starts in like January. <laughs> Yeah, because what are next year? Yeah, but what are the things really in the holiday season yeah. that stress you out? It's the choir concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our girls are involved in a pretty serious choir with lots of performances. Um, there's also basketball season, so I mean, some yeah. of you have sports thrown in there. We have on top two of birthdays. It. Birthdays, you know, just the regular stuff that happens to be during December. Yeah. School ending. My dental <laughs> School, practice yeah. is cranking. Yeah, and that's because kids are home for the holidays, right? Like well, college students and our, stuff. Our college kids come home, and people want to get their insurance in before the end of the year. People don't think about those things. No, so this might be a good time for a planner. Yeah, definitely. So over the last few months, I've been looking behind the scenes of Hedua, and I've been introducing you to those people that put it together. I thought it would be great to sit down with a real mom who actually is using one of Hedua's planners. So while you were recovering today, I got on the phone with one of your friends to talk about how she uses the planner. So I am on the phone with uh, a good friend, Allie. And Allie, could you tell us a little bit about your family? Uh, how many kids do you have? I have three kids. They are 14, 12, and 9. So would you say that you are a busy mom? Yes. What kind of activities are your kids involved in? See, the oldest just finished water polo, and now she's training for a marathon. And then youth group, which I get to go to with them on staff. And then the next one is in choir and drama. So two choirs. And then she plays piano, and she's on a competitive swimming program. And then the little guy just finished football season. So you're a mom that's running uh, often all around town and needing to manage not just your own schedule, but the schedules of kids. You've been using the planner. Which planner have you been using? I have On The Go, which is totally appropriately named. So if there was a mom listening who was on the fence, 
and was wondering whether she should even uh, get into using a planner. What would your advice be? I would say absolutely. I was completely using my iPhone for planning, um, which is most of the time great, but I tend to forget passwords and do dumb things every once in a while with my technology, and I've had my whole calendar dumped more than once. So um, it's nice to have it in more than one place, and it also helps with my husband because he can pick it up and know where we are or what we're up to if I, well, actually what I've done a couple times is just screenshot it and send it to him. Wow, so that's the best of both worlds. You're using your iPhone to screenshot paper technology. That's awesome. (laughs) If you are interested in one of these planners, or maybe you know a homeschool mom that could use some organization in her life, and you'd like to surprise her with a Christmas gift, head on over to Hedgewa.com, check out the Well-Planned Day Planner, check out all of their planners, and find one that fits your needs perfectly. That's the Home Educating Family Association at Hedgewa.com. And we're back, and uh, you have something hot to drink? I have something hot to drink, and I wanted to tell you about it because one of our hurlers gave me this tea. Her name is Megan. Thanks, Megan. It's Gold Rush Tea, and it's out of Canada. Wow. I know. David's Tea is the company, and it's, you ready? Eureka! (laughs) You didn't laugh at me. (laughs) White, uh, sorry, with sweet golden mulberries, coconut, and white silver needles. Just one sip of this creamy tea, and you'll have gold fever. Wow. It's really, really good. So thanks, Megan. Cool. Well, I'm just drinking Caroline's Coffee from our sponsor, Hi. Caroline's Coffee. This good is stuff, my favorite man. bean ever. It's Guatemalan Antiguan. And uh, I'm telling you what, hmm. Trace Fike, the roaster at Caroline's Coffee, knows how to roast coffee. Yeah. People, there'll be a commercial coming up later to tell you why you should be drinking Caroline's Coffee. Wow. Let's right. get on to our topic. We are talking okay. about uh, surviving the holidays and we're talking about being spread too thin. Kendra, what is it about the holidays that drives you crazy? Well, okay. Let me just say this initially because I'm not a Scrooge, you know, no bah humbug or anything like that. And I love, you know, I've always loved Christmas as a child. Who does not like Christmas? But here's the thing, and this is the analogy I always give. I have this very, very, very full plate. There's schooling and work and everything on this full plate. Lots of people, lots of people's needs. And then all of a sudden I feel like somebody just comes along and dumps Christmas on top of this full plate. So, you know, you dump a whole bunch of food on top of a whole bunch of food and like everything sneaks out of the bottom. Is this because you have eight kids? Well, partly. Is our typical listener going to understand this? I think our typical listener is going to understand this because as home educators, I think there are some unique things that make Christmas difficult for people who are homeschooling, unless you take all of December off and you don't do school at all. Um, and some people do that. They do, they do Christmas school or whatever. I never yeah. found that that was very practical right. for us. So you, you've said this, like it's getting dumped on. You've also told me that Christmas is all about mom. Christmas tends to be all about mom. I mean, Not in a good way, though. Not in a good <laughs> like, way. Like, hey, it's all about me. No. I'm a firm believer that 99% of what transpires by Christmas morning happens on the back of mom. So whether that's presents or food or getting people where they need to be or getting people the clothing they need for where they need to be or, you know, Christmas cards or whatever your list is, that's not dad. Dad's not doing most of that. Um, Kids aren't doing most of that. In order for those things to happen, it really rides on the back of mom. Yeah, you're right. And I think we talked about this. This is falls right underneath the um, 
title of the have to get to parent and mom has to get Christmas underway for these families. If you want to know more about that, I think we did an episode back, um, episode 41, I think it is. Some dads have all the fun where we talk about the have to get to talk to me about guilt. Well, then there's the guilt factor because I've had years of pregnancies or um, we had a baby born a week before Christmas one time. Um, and there's this this sense for me of like, I don't need all the trappings. I'd be really happy to have a very simple meal um, or not pull out all the Christmas decorations. Everywhere I go, there are Christmas decorations everywhere from the grocery store. I drove past uh, a shopping center locally yesterday and all of their Christmas stuff was up. I don't need the decor in my house. I'm perfectly okay without it. Yeah, now it. let's scratch the Starbucks controversy this year. Who cares? But they like start telling you in October, hey, Christmas flavors are right around the corner. Oh, yeah, it's Peppermint, everywhere. Chocolate coffee, which yeah. lousy. <laughs> You know what? That's why they have it's to. Not they have to put flavoring in it because it's such bad coffee. <laughs> well, and so I personally, I'm again, I'm not a Scrooge, but I don't need it all inside my house too. I'm okay with it. My children, however, are not. And I remember the one year that I said, "You guys, do we have to pull out the, a Christmas tree, or do we have to?" What they just you know, like out. oh, right, they exactly. just couldn't even gag. You know, that was just horrible. Or you know, our tradition of um, cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning, and it, actually, we do a big elaborate cin- uh, Christmas morning breakfast, which is not all that stressful because it means that we don't do a whole big, huge meal later in the yeah. day. But it, you know, if those elements are missing, it's I just feel like this guilt all over me. Like oh, I've not provided what everybody hopes is Christmas this year or thinks is Christmas year. I realize that's a bunch of baloney. Nobody really, you know, thinks that Christmas rides on the back of the cinnamon rolls. But it's mom guilt. Hey there, homeschoolers. I'm Michael. And I'm Brendan from Finding Christ in Cinema. Once you've finished listening to this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, come on over and join us as we discover Christian themes in your favorite movies at ChristinCinema.com. All right, you are listening to episode 77 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. If you came into this episode and you're saying, surviving the holidays spread too thin, I don't get it. You've just painted the picture. Let us let me kind of dig in a little bit there. Um, when we talk about, um, and again, there's three points, dumping, you know, people feel like, you feel like you get Christmas dumped on you, mm-hmm. um, that it's all about mom, and that there's these guilt factor. Let's go down these one at a time. You already have a full plate. As right. a homeschool mom, right. you you right. are doing it all anyway. Yeah, you're coming into let's just say from Thanksgiving through December. Let's call that the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Let's not play Costco. So we're not going to say August through December. <laughs> yeah, right. But truly, the holiday season from November through December. It's a quick four weeks sometimes. Yeah. Um, the church has traditionally called that Advent season, mm-hmm. and it's a focus on the coming of Christ. And we'll talk more about that later. But for you, you have all the schooling. To get done. Yeah, the same I stuff as always. Nothing slows down. Right, exactly. Now, even though you may change maybe and say, hey, we're going to do a little more Christmas holiday focus, you're still homeschooling everybody. Right. I still have to make that. sure the multiplication tables are getting worked on and the you know stuff's getting written. But you know, guess what happens the week after Thanksgiving this year? Basketball season starts for sure. one of our kids. Right. And that's unique that's to us. Normal, that's you, but, but normal for us, normal, but unique. Right. But nor, I'm saying that's not Christmas related. That's just right. normal stuff. That's just stuff. normal stuff. Normal plate. Got to feed everybody. That's normal stuff. From a dad's perspective, I'm trying to finish up a business here. That's right. Now, whether I work for someone that's and right. I have deadlines to meet or whether I own the company and I have, I've got to finish up. People are thinking about Christmas. You know, what about a Christmas bonus? What about a Christmas right. party? I mean, I have all my normal 
business right, plus right. what Christmas is lumping on. Um, and so Christmas is dumped on top of this. Yeah. You don't make way for Christmas. No, exactly. It's not like you work less right. and say, hey, oh, now we're going to do Christmas. It's not like vacation. Right. No, vacation, I'm going to stop working and we're going to do vacation. Well, and if my children were in school, I would drop them off and then I would have an indiscretionary six hours to go do these things. Yeah, and I think typically. this is where our listeners are going to go. You know, there's probably someone screaming in a minivan going, yes, yes, right, right. right exactly. I mean, let's, it, talk about, let's talk about the practical of that. If I order something online and the box comes to the front door, I had better you know, hold my children's lives over them and say, if you open that box, <laughs> you are in trouble, man, because you know your never, Christmas presents are in that box. We have never received our Netflix DVDs. Unopened. And have them remain unopened until they get to us. <laughs> I know, because the kids go and get the mail. So I'm thinking about just getting some right. DVDs. I want to rent the movie that says, you know, um, how to discipline your children for opening up a DVD. <laughs> then they open it like, oh, geez, ooh, oh. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I don't think that movie exists. But, you know, we have that going on. Um, yeah. I so think- just the practical, you know, like trying to get this stuff done without kids you know, in tow, underfoot, whatever you want to call it. Um, Normally, normal errands and stuff like that, not such a big deal. I'm very used to having kids tag along in my life. That's been my last 22 years. But at Christmas, it feels extra stifling because I'm also trying to do things without their knowledge. And And truthfully, you know, everything you're doing, it's just plain busier out there. Mm -hmm. You know, last weekend, we had I just had to go to the Apple store to replace something. It was super simple. The Apple store is connected to our mall. Yeah. It was a nightmare going up the freeway. And I'm not even hit, in the mall. We haven't hit Thanksgiving yet. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. And I told my kids, I'm like, is this what the mall is normally like? Because, you know, our teen, my teens were with me and they're like, well, yeah, this was, I'm like, this is why I never oh, go to the mall. Exactly. Why do you go here? So um, now the second point, Christmas is all about mom. Um, you know, I'm a dad mm-hmm. and I would say, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm wor- I have to, oh. you have to do this. Yeah. That's a, that's a by default thing. That's not a complaint. That's a reality. This is the real life aspect of it. And the problem also is Christmas is highly, um, charged with enthusiasm by kids <laughs> because it's a great <laughs> right. thing. You know, they're, they're anticipating right. gifts and presents and toys and, you know, all those things which are cool and we should celebrate. I get it. But because it's, it's, you know, it's not like um, the month of mourning. <laughs> it's no. the month of celebration. So, <laughs> yeah. so they're already amped. Oh, And there's already. so much more candy. They're and there's right so now. much more, you know, can I have cocoa? Somebody asked me today, oh, can yeah. we have a fire in the fireplace? You know, all these things like, okay, okay, these are all extra work. But, you know, mom has to, little things. How many people ask you during the Christmas season, where's our wrapping paper? Oh, yeah. Oh, is that my job to provide wrapping paper for well, the entire house? And let me also just buy reams and reams and reams is. of wrapping paper and tape. And it's funny that you said that because I do have a post on the Preschoolers and Peace blog called Create a Wrapping Center for Your Kids because one year I wanted to take the wrapping paper tube and smack, smack every single one of them <laughs> across the head because it was that constantly. Or I'd have, you know, I've culled this beautiful collection of Christmas things that I buy after Christmas, right? You know, on sale. And I put them away for next year and they're torn through and they're used up. And I'm like, you know, and then I go to my wrap our stuff. <laughs> my children have just completely gone through it all. So I've created their own spot where I say, this is yours. You can have it. You can do that. So, you know, yeah, we've learned some things over the years. But this still is all about you. It still is mom mom. managing it all. So let's say when we say spread too thin, um, listeners, you know, you may be relating to this because you know what? You're, you're finally realizing maybe it took this podcast for you to realize like, 
that's a problem. This has all been on my shoulder all these years. Yeah. Some moms, and I think this really changes if Christmas is your thing. You know what? If the mom like has collected those little miniature snow houses over the years or precious moments Christmas I think they dolls. Have a name. I don't They're know like what some it is. Village. It doesn't I Yeah, know. so it's a thing. Um or if you're this person or you you're really Christmas is your thing, it's gonna be a little bit easier. And they may not be understanding what we mean by this. But if you're uh, a mom like Kendra who says Oh, this is just so overwhelming on top of everything else. And then lastly, the guilt. Yeah, let's face it. I'm a really great mom the other 11 months of the year. So no. <laughs> no let's talk, I want to talk about this guilt thing because I think one is you shared about getting decorations out. I kind of want to free listeners from this one and go ahead, bring your biggest assault towards me. The idea of traditions. You know, we have seen over the years traditions just wipe people out. Yeah, I've got to be here. I've got to be here. We always do this. You know what we did a, a long time ago is we freed ourselves from traditions so that, you know what, we love to eat this type of food on Christmas, but if we don't have it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay. Christmas is going to be fine. And you know what will free someone from a tradition? A death in the family. If you have a death in the family at Christmas, suddenly all the traditions go out for that year. Mm. And guess what? Christmas still goes on. Yeah. And that's life right. still goes on. Um, and sometimes you just need to step back and say, man, I am killing myself over this tradition. Everybody getting in the car, driving up to the mountain, lumping yeah. through the snow to find right. the tree. I'm thinking of family vacation, Christmas vacation with <laughs> Chevy Chase. But, you know, some of those things you can let die. You know, traditions are great. Mm hmm. But and until I, we become slaves to them, until we become slaves to them, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. So I'll tell you what, um, that just kind of sets up the story. Now we're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to talk about some practical solutions and some ideas that we've come up with on how to survive the holidays when you're being spread too thin, because in fact, it's going to happen like peanut butter. Yeah. The Christmas season is upon us, and you know what that means. Yes, it is the time to send Fletch a Christmas gift if you're a listener and nothing says happy birthday baby Jesus like a gift from Caroline's Coffee. Yeah, well, and in my world, that would be tea as well. Well, you know, I love Caroline's because as a coffee drinker, you can go on and search for your coffee by country of origin, by roast or flavor profile. But you're right, you can also get tea. Yeah, and they will also custom gift wrap it in a box for you and deliver it right to the person you need it to go to. Here's the best part. 10% off. What do they need to do? They just need to go to homeschoolingirl.com slash coffee. And they can use our code, which is H-I-R-L. You put that in when you're checking out at Caroline's and your entire order is 10% off. Go do it, folks. And don't forget, Fletch loves Guatemala coffee. Oh, just ignore him. And we're back. Hey, Kenj, um, let's talk about two things here uh, for the remainder of the show. And one is redeeming Christmas, and the second is what our non-negotiables are. Just some examples we can share okay. with our listeners. All right. Yeah. So before we get there, um, you know, classroom teachers get this thing called a Christmas break. Yes, they do. Homeschooling moms don't get don't that. Don't get the Christmas break. <laughs> you don't get a Christmas break. Yeah. You, you may take time off from homeschooling, mm -hmm. but your students are still with you 24-7. Yes, they are. And uh, we did uh, an episode on this, which was, I think, episode 30 with Angela Hoffman. 
I love homeschooling, but my kids are with me all the time. Yeah. And we talked through that topic, and we just want to throw that in here as something you can go back and listen to if you want a little more on this topic. You know, if you are a really social extrovert type mom, you love all this stuff, I think. You know, you love all the people and the parties and the things to go to and the things to do. Um, My friend Allie is like this and loves all this stuff. I watch her (laughs) in awe. Um, And then you can come home and your kids are home at Christmas and their chatter you love and you love all the interaction. But for the rest of us, the other half of the population that are introverted and, and get completely drained by that, it's really tough. And yeah. so there are some practical things we need to consider. So one of the things we have said has been, you know what, guys? We're not going to every party. Right. And why right. is this? <laughs> well, can, have you guys noticed? I mean, I'm talking to everybody here. Like, answer me back here. Have you noticed that the change has happened since we were kids? So when I was a kid, and I realize you and I are probably about 10 years older than our average listener, but when we were kids, there was maybe your class Christmas party, and, and that entailed what? Somebody brought cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it, right? And maybe there was a little program at the school, um, a little and assembly. Christmas would, or uh, Santa would come and everybody would get a candy cane. Right. A little candy, the little tiny candy canes, nothing big. Um, That was it. Um, But man, I feel like as the years have gone on and now here we are, 2015, every darn thing has to have a Christmas party. So from 4-H to a team your kids are on, to Sunday school, to youth group, to your community group, to, I mean, every single thing has a party. And when and you're they're all dealing, wedging it in that same couple weeks. all wedging. Well, and we were laughing about this recently because I, I'm under the impression that everybody thinks they should do it the first weekend because they think, oh, let's do it the first weekend of December because the rest of the weekend, the rest of the month is crazy. No, that first weekend of December is about 32 things, you know, yeah. that we should be a part of. And we just cannot. So in a family this size, and I would say even if you have two children, that is a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of things to go to. You really need to say what are the most important things or what do we just say no to across the board. And that actually goes the same for you and me because we're invited to a lot of adult Christmas yes, parties. Yes, on top of our kids' yeah, stuff. Yeah, and right. so I want to talk about um, Christmas cards. Yeah. And why don't you share with the audience something we've done to redeem Christmas when it comes to Christmas cards? Well, I love getting everybody's Christmas card. I do. And we put them up on, we have a door in the hallway that is just completely packed with Christmas cards every year, but we don't send a Christmas card. We send a 4th of July card. Um, and that's weird. I, I get it. But people remark about it. They say they love getting it in the middle of the year. And since that tradition, um, we've had other friends do the same. So I know somebody who sends Thanksgiving cards. We have friends who send um, New Year's cards. We have friends who send Valentine's cards. Yeah. So pick your thing if Christmas cards are overwhelming to you at Christmas time. Um, the other thing is do it very, very simply. I'm actually, I didn't haven't told you this yet, Fletch, but I'm really considering taking some of the best pictures from Instagram this year and creating a postcard because we didn't do our 4th of July card this year and just zipping that out to people. Um, and you know, so do what's quick, do what's easy, do what's, or if Christmas cards are super important to you do that, but drop something else. The other thing is we have a Christmas, that child that was born the week before Christmas, she has a birthday this year and I'm letting her have a little party. But as I was looking at the schedule, I said, Hey sis, why don't we push your party off until January? So we will do our sugar to pick dinner. You know, like we, we do that with our kids. We let them pick their, their birthday meals and she'll get to do that. And we'll celebrate her on her actual birthday, but then she'll have a little party with her friends in January. January is boring. January is a letdown. 
So if little girls get to come to a Nancy Drew birthday party in January, I'm sure they'll like it even more. Now, the last thing we do to really redeem Christmas uh, falls into the line of something we've been saying to each other all weekend long. Solve your own problems, people. Uh, So many people love to dump their things onto you and say, would you solve this for me? And, you know, little kids, they need you to help solve problems. Bigger kids, not so much. Right. Um, Grown siblings and parents of ours, solve your own problems. You know, I am not the Apple helpline and I am not Google, but I can show you how to get to both of those. We've had quite a few in the last 24 hours. And unfortunately, because it feels like so much, that's been our response. I mean, we, you know, get off the text or the phone or whatever it is and look at each other and say, solve, people solve their own problems. So what have we done during the Christmas holidays for our teenagers to solve their own Christmas? Yeah. So the kids have been drawing each other's names for a lot of years, um, you know, instead of buying for everybody, right? That's just crazy in a family this size. Um, and so they draw a name. And uh, a couple of years ago, I don't know at what point, I just let them take it over. I just said, you know, they were kind of quibbling about something. And I said, hey, guys, you know what? I would be very happy to have this off my plate. It's all yours. So they do that. Um, same the, goes for their friends. Same goes for their friends, especially these teenage girls. They all want to do these little you know, special things for friends at church and stuff. Well, that's on their plate entirely. Um, if they need to raise some money to do that, I'm happy to give them some jobs. But for the most part, that is just entirely on them. I don't see what they buy. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's just their thing. Hey, this is John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool over at thewiredhomeschool.com. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on homeschooling in real life. All right, you are listening to episode 77 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Uh, surviving the holidays spread too thin. This is part three and the final part in a series we're doing. Kenj, let's finish up this show with our personal non-negotiables. Um, what are the things that you and I have put into place and why have we put them there and why are they staying? Now, these they're not going to be traditions. These right. are non-negotiables. Well, I think like all of our listeners, we want to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Yeah. So a non-negotiable is making Christmas be... So a non-negotiable is making Christmas be all about Christ coming to earth and why he came to earth. And again, we talked about this being the Advent season, and this is that part we're talking about. Right, exactly. We want to celebrate that. Right. So one of the things we do is we actually read through an Advent devotional, and we'll put some up in the show notes. We'll put our favorites up. We actually have a post that went up this week that's our five favorites. Oh, well, so, there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, by all means, go read that post, people. Yeah. Um, but we, we will light a candle on Sunday, one candle every week, um, anticipating um, Christ. Now, are we celebrating the birth of Christ? No, we're remembering the birth of Christ mm-hmm. again and again. So, um, and it's just such an exciting time. We we celebrate Advent as in we're preparing our family to celebrate the coming of Christ. It's just such a great time every year to keep that the focus. Yeah, non negotiable. Uh, the second thing is, and this is just fun. It's cheap and it's easy and it's fun. And some of you probably do it. It's nothing revolutionary. We throw everybody in the car and we go look at Christmas lights around our area. Yeah, play some Christmas music. This is so simple. Costs nothing except yeah. the, cut a little bit of gas. Our car has money. a DVD player, so we'll even throw on a Christmas movie for the kids. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. And it's two hours in the car, 
and uh, we heat up hot cocoa and kids get some minty candies and we drive around town <laughs> and see uh, you know and they're getting better every year because some of these companies now will do like an entire street oh I know it and I know it's it. crazy so uh, but again you probably do that but you know all the kids are in their jammies they look forward to it I'm in my pajamas no I'm not I don't drive my pajamas <laughs> <laughs> but there's no pressure I think that that's the thing about this you know and it's a memory builder the yeah. kids will say oh are we gonna go look at lights this year and sometimes it's fun to go swing by a friend's house uh, along the way and you know, sing them a carol if you can get away with that. Okay, lastly, probably my favorite thing we do every Christmas. And again, this is, uh, I'm going to talk to dads for a second. Um, homeschool dads, a couple years ago, I had told Kendra that I wanted to get away and have dinner and go out and see some lights, just the two of us. So on, I think, December 23rd, we drove out of town to a, an area that had an outdoor shopping mall. And I wanted to walk, I wanted to experience the, the uh, Christmas season or what is considered to be the... Uh, purchasing Christmas season. You know, lights, cold air outside. California, it's hardly cold. But we went out to dinner, and I remember when we got done, I said, next year we're going to spend the night here. And so the second year we came back and spent the night. Well, then we've moved this tradition, again, tradition, to Napa Valley, which is, you know, the the wine country of California. And we go away, we have nice meal, we stay in a nice hotel, and it's just the two of us on December 23rd. That's the day before Christmas Eve. And the idea is to take a break, to catch our breath, and to head into the Christmas week, meaning Christmas to New Year, with uh, you know some rest underneath our belts. How has it been for you, Kenj? This now has become the number one thing I look forward to in the crazy hustle and bustle. Because in the midst of managing family, managing children, all of the things, all the stuff dumped on the plate, right? Um, it allows us to, like you said, take a breath look at each other in the eyes, and really recalibrate. So um, this this is the time when I'll just pull out my Bible, too, and let myself read through that. Nobody's going to interrupt, because I know you're you're much more kind than my children in that regard. Yeah, now it's typically <laughs> on the heels of my work week, too. I'm finishing up work, getting in the car, and driving with you. Right. So for me, it's also just like finally... It's over, mm-hmm. and I can just relax. So you know what? You may not be able to afford to go away. I get it. Um, and again, dads, if you're listening to this, you know what? Save the money for a babysitter. Just get some time away and breathe. I cannot share one bigger practical thing that we've done that has brought more peace than that. Yeah, which seems odd because we do it on the 23rd. It seems like that's right in the middle of everything, but that that's why. That's why it's so great. It's right in the middle of everything. All right, so that wraps up our ideas on this being spread too thin. We really hope that you will take the time to take a breath and head into this. We do not know what is on your agenda. You know, as listeners to this podcast, um, we have people in different countries. We have people that are living in turmoil because they're not on the same page homeschooling. We have single parents homeschooling. We have everything across. You, you have your own stress already. And we hope that just talking through this helps relieve a little stress from you. Um, It's our hope that you're having a Christmas season and holiday season this year that focuses on the right things, that keeps Christ in the center of it. Um, We hope that you take a break in between semesters and actually take some downtime um, to not be focused on school. Ken, do you have any final words or is that a wrap for this one? 
I would just encourage everybody to stick around for next week's episode because we're going to be talking about devotions in the real family. Yeah, so that's perfect. When we're talking about this Christmas devotion, um, we're going to be talking about it um, and really... What does it look like to have family devotions? Yeah, so we're the real family. family. Well, yeah. then the real family, I think, perhaps if y'all can relate, has them one night and then forgets the next thirty-two. Yeah. So we're gonna so we're gonna talk. <laughs> we'll and we'll, talk we'll have that. some guests on. We'll talk about that one. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. We hope you've liked this series that we've done on surviving the holidays. All right, it's your turn to reach out to us. Kenj, how do they get in touch with us? Yes, you could email us directly info at homeschoolingirl.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl, over on Twitter at homeschoolirl. And lastly, you know, as a free podcast that's coming to you, remember the two things that you can do. You can visit our sponsors, and you can leave a review for us over on iTunes. Uh, Head on over, look at the uh, blog post that this audio is attached to. It'll tell you exactly what to do, how to go to iTunes, how to leave a review, how to subscribe in iTunes, And then again, if you want to become part of the homeschooling and real life community, we have people joining every single day now. They're getting the behind the scenes uh, content, things that we are not including on the podcast. They are getting uh, codes, they're getting uh, discounts, everything that we can offer to you as a member of our community. We're doing that. You have to go to homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe. It'll walk you right through the process. Again, thanks for listening to Homeschooling in Real Life, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. 